The Life and Stories of Callum Knightworthy, Archival Assistant at the Magnus Institute, London. Begin recording. Don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hi. I'm back. You know, it's been a month. But a lot has fucking happened. Guess I'll start from the beginning. I was I was down in my in my office recording a statement and John was in the next room, I think, recording a statement as well. I had a crash. The walls are old here. They they, they cave in and they they, uh, they chip and they do all sorts of things. Really, they do a lot of the, a lot of crumbling. But the whole shelf had collapsed this time. And. Um, All I heard was the word run. I should note that Mr. Sims is a quiet man. He he doesn't yell, he doesn't he doesn't make any undue exclamations, he doesn't run. He usually poofs off whatever it is, actually. And I saw him sprint out of his office and Grab anyone he saw, I I knew something was very wrong. It was always sort of a dull white noise in the office. It had started months ago when the first few worms showed up. Soft hiss. The sickening sound of squirming. It was annoying at first. Everywhere I was, I heard it. I heard it along with all the lights and everything else I can usually hear. What really bothered me was the hissing. It didn't sound like the hissing of, of a common pest, a cockroach, or what have you. It, it, it sounded like they were communicating. It was some sort of unsung melody that they were trying to display to the world. All unified and harmonized. Cohesive. It sounded like a battle cry, if I'm being honest with you. I didn't like it from the start. When they'd first shown up, we would just squish them beneath our feet, but Mr. Sims got a little annoyed at that because they kept squishing and leaving this sticky black residue everywhere, and he didn't like it on the carpet. It's funny, that man's priorities. Someone discovered that... Fire extinguishers kill them. I don't know how. 
don't remember why either. I think someone had started a fire in a waste pass paper basket because they threw a cigarette in there like a fucking idiot and it caught fire and someone put it out and there were a, a nest, a gaggle or whatever of those worms in it, all of them dead. We started using it to fumigate areas, but not all areas. We didn't try to clear the archive of them. We just tried to keep them out of our way. I learned rather quickly that they quite enjoyed the bathroom on the second floor. One of them bit and tried to burrow into my arse. Cheek. Mr. Sims seemed unbothered. The man was always unbothered. In some way, he was egregiously unbothered, chronically so. He made it his entire personality, if I'm being honest with you. But I remember when the first bit of concern showed on his face. Something had, had happened. I don't remember what, but Martin came in one day in a tizzy, and Mr. Sims ushered him off into the office. When he came out, he was leading Martin down into the lower archives where they kept spare beds for storms. Martin lived in the archive for months. He still lives in the archive, technically, even though he hasn't been back in a while. John started muttering about uh, Jane Prentice. About these statements he'd been reading about the things that he'd seen. I tried not to pay attention to it, but that was all his conversations were about. I think he hyperfixated on it for a little bit. Started picking up bits and pieces of information I never really wanted to hear. About a flesh hive, a woman of holes. About two weeks after he started talking about Jane, the white noise turned into a, a dull roar. You could, you could hear the, the squirming. Vividly, or at least I could. And I could swear I heard talking. So I know it sounds crazy, but at this point, crazy doesn't even begin to cover it. I would hear archivist. And I would shake it away and Realise it was just the vent, or, or the, the ice machine, or the water machine, or something else. It was always explainable, but somehow always the little voice seemed to be calling for me from somewhere. It was Monday morning. I had just gotten back from a work leave because one of my foster sisters came down with one hell of an illness and we were 
quite worried about her. There was one time I'd seen John actually concerned. I was doing paperwork. I was at my desk. I was, I think, finalising a statement that someone had come in and recorded and I heard John talking to one of my co-workers. I forgot what her name was. Something had just crashed, like I'd mentioned earlier. It was a shelf. And after some muttering, I heard, run. It was a, it was a deep, guttural cry. It wasn't a, a command. It wasn't a casual suggestion. It was a cry. And Mr. Sims wasn't a man who cried out. I ran. I didn't take anything with me. I, I ran up and out. Then I realised I'd forgotten something. I've forgotten my bag. I, I keep everything in my bag. I keep my headphones. I keep my phone. I keep my books. I keep my stim toys. I keep everything. And I can't be without it. I don't care what's happening. I need it. And then all my inhibitions leave when I realise I don't have it. I rush back inside. I had a voice. I don't even think it could be called a voice. It called for the archivist. For John. Cursed the Magnus Institute. Commanded its army. The worms move fast, faster than anything I've ever seen. I saw a co-worker of mine get swarmed by them. The sound of them blurring in was something I don't think I can ever forget. I, I ran downstairs, I grabbed my bag, I passed, passed a thing, a person, I, I don't know, a form or a tattered old red dress. It met down where its knees should be, it was covered in holes, blanched with blood. Whatever it was turned to face me with as little as you could call a face and the shuddering holes that adorned it covered in pus formed words. You're the one they speak of. You're the one they speak of. That's, that's all it said hands shuddering and twitching and almost orchestrating the writhing, writhing sheets of worms all around. I, I wanted to run, but I was stuck where I was. Couldn't move. I, I, I don't know why. 
it said something else. You are the Lazarusless successor. I shouldn't have told you what it meant. Lazarusless successor. I don't think I even wanted to figure it out. I, I, I ran. I felt the tiny bodies of those worms cracking and popping underneath my feet. I saw John meet him on the floor. I saw, saw so many things I didn't want to see. It hasn't been the same. Tim and John were in quarantine and the whole place was fumigated and cleared out for a week. I haven't seen John in a while. He's been exploring the tunnels beneath the archives, I'm not quite sure, and he's grown suspicious of everybody. Apparently they found the body of Gertrude Robinson, the old archival assistant, old head archivist. I guess that broke him. He's suspicious of everyone now. I'm sure if I wasn't a new hire, he would think I did it too. I'm so tired. Every time I close my eyes, I can see that thing talking to me. No matter how far I drift, I can hear the squirm of worms in my ears. Calmer Rhythm Recording is a fan-made podcast based on the Magnus Archives by Rusty Quill. All opinions, ideas, and stories shared are that of my own and should not reflect the opinions of Rusty Quill LTD or their associates. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons share-alike non-commercial license. We're running low on statement ideas, so pop over to Gmail or wherever you email from, and send us a statement. CalumNightworthy at gmail.com. We're always welcoming new scares. Thank you for listening, and face your fears. Goodbye.